2: I'm Annie. And I'm Leah. And this is Lactation Business Coaching with Annie and Leah, where we talk about the smart way to create a compassionate and professional private practice. Let's dive in.
3: Hey, Leah. Hello, Annie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Excited about our topic today because it's something you and I both have some experience in, so it's always fun
2: to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And that's a diversification of your business and how to um, just find different ways that you can make
3: money with your passion for lactation. Yeah. And I think this is a neat topic to talk about because I think sometimes we get really stuck in the mode of just doing this one thing is the only way that we have to make money and to support our families. And, and we could actually use our passions for more things. So I can't wait to talk about that.
2: Before we get into our content for the episode, our, this episode is sponsored by a tool that really will help you diversify. And that is acuity scheduling. So is your calendar running around topless? Reign it in with acuity scheduling. I have to say, they gave us like different things we could say. And I was like, that is so perfect for our us. audience. Although we would be like, is your calendar running around topless? Free the nipple. <laughs> I know. Don't try to put a cap on that. <laughs> so free the nipple with Acuity Scheduling. Handle all your forms and payments before your appointment so you can get right down to visit. And if you go to acuityscheduling.com slash LBC, which stands for lactation business coaching, they're going to give you a 45-day free trial of Acuity. And I guarantee you're going to give it a try and well before those 45 days are up, you're going to be like, yeah, I'm sold, but guess totally still have
3: all this free time left. I know. I love acuity. We've, we've been using it for over a year now, like actually almost two years. And it's definitely changed our business in so many ways. And I've definitely allowed us to do the diversifying and freeing up times for more diversification. So, I love Acuity. I'm definitely a big fan.
2: So I think I understand that your marketing tip has to do with diversification. So do you want to give that to us?
3: Yes. So there's two ways that you could actually diversify your marketing. So one is, one aspect would be to make sure that you're diversifying the different ways that you do marketing. So you don't want to put all your marketing dollars and energy into just one form of marketing. So you wouldn't want to do everything just on Facebook or everything um, just Google ads or everything just referral marketing. You really want to make sure that you're diversifying so that you hit just all the different aspects. You're never going to get Everybody on one shot. So you really want to make sure you keep that diversified and then also remembering that as you look forward to diversifying your business you have an audience right now and that audience you can start offering new things. So diversifying what you're offering your audience is a way to diversify your streams of income. So I love um making sure that we're offering lots of different things. And if you've already built your audience, you're going to have a fresh crop ready to hear your new offerings.
2: I think that's a great marketing tip because I know I personally tend to stick with what's easy and what works when it comes to any marketing or advertising I'm doing for my private practice. And, you know, also get things just on autopilot. And I'm like, oh yeah, right. I think I have Google ads, (laughs) don't I? So having that diversification mindset reminds you to also just check back on your channels and make sure you you have
3: them <laughs> Yeah. And seeing what's working. I mean, like you said, you you got to do what's working for your market and your population that you're speaking to. Um, and you might see that, yeah, you definitely get more business when you're doing um, more social media ads or when you're doing more referral marketing, but you wouldn't want to completely neglect the other end. You know, you have to like keep it, keep at least the doors open, keep at least the trickle going through.
2: Definitely. So on diversification, um, I guess like, you're we're we're throwing this word around, and I know you might be like, <laughs> what 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 do you mean diversify? i'm a I'm a lactation consultant in private practice. That's what I do.
3: This is right. my job. so what what is diversification? So to me, diversification means to open up multiple channels of income, so you don't just have one channel of income, you've actually diversified your income. By adding in different ways or streams of income into your business. So you're not just a one for I do a consult, I get the money, I do a consult, I get the money, but you have actually other ways that money is flowing into your company. And there's like hundreds of different channels that you could pick or streams that you could pick from. And really, we think the
2: big reason to consider diversifying your income. And there's a lot of ways to think about it. And we're going to go into like what that actually looks like. Um, But really, as we talked about in episode three, uh, you're going to have times where you're really busy and you're going to have times where you're really slow. And having those alternate streams of income can really help during those lean times. And so that that might just be as simple as saying, Oh, I, I offer home visits and I offer follow-ups, but I never thought about doing a back to work class once a month,
3: you know, that like, that's diversifying. Right. Right. Cause you're just moving away from just the one, one model of income, you know, one way income is going to come in, but you can diversify just what you offer as far as consults, the types of consults or the types of classes that you offer. That's another area, but it definitely can bolster you during those times that you might not be having as much of your, you know, kind of main source of income coming in and this bolster behind you that you don't have to worry as much. I know we all do, (laughs) but you don't have to have as much panic mode.
2: (laughs) Cause starting just with, not relying on any one thing to make your money for you. So, um, that could also just be, you know, something that I struggle with is, um, I take insurance. So I end up being really not diversified in the types of clients that I take. I can, I can really get very, um, heavy on insurance clients, but then that really means that I'm putting all of my eggs in that insurance company's basket and it's not a very sturdy basket. It is not a very sturdy basket. (laughs) Yes. And that's scary. It's, and you realize you're like, wow, like if the bottom drops out of this, what happens? Do I have a cash business at all? And so for me, I really do need to challenge myself in my private practice to be diversified between insurance clients and self-paid clients. And that means I have to, most of my marketing goes towards, my self-pay clients, you know, to attracting those clients and are my offerings competitive? And am I really doing enough to show that I'm not just some lady who takes your insurance, but I'm actually good at what I do. So that's, that's for me, that's the, you know, the fundamental diversification is just making sure that you're not relying on just one source of income for your business. And then, Um, The second, and so that you can make it through those lean times, or you can, you can pivot if something really changes in your area. Um, and then the second reason to diversify is, um, coming up with a way to generate passive income for your business. Um, can also really help provide you with some kind of cushion. And we're going to talk in a minute about, you know, specific things that people are doing, but, you know, um, you'll see a lot lately is, you know, people are developing courses or this is some, a reason why people will come up with um, continuing education offerings and make them Uh available online is because or write books, like the book, book, uh, writing a book is like the ultimate impassive in income. And, um, you know, book publishing is never an area that where anybody, except for like Stephen King makes a gazillion dollars, <laughs> yes. but you know, those, you know, if you, when you're working with a traditional publisher, those royalty checks can, they're nice. And when you're, if you're self-publishing, just once you write the book and once you've paid for the cost of producing it, that's your income, that's income. And it's, and it's, it it might not be enough to, you know, quit your day job. um, Cause you also might not want to quit your day job. Like I don't want to quit my day job. I love my day job. job. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. I mean, I'm doing what I love, but it is nice to have my books where that's also an income stream.
3: Yeah. For sure. I think that's so important to think about is just having that more passive income that you're not spending an exorbitant amount of time on. You might've put in a lot of time and then, um, and then you're just kind of like reaping the rewards of that. And, and I think it's such a neat way to bolster those times where you might be a little bit more lean, you know, it's just so, so important for us to think about because they come, We have to never forget that they will come. The lean times will come. (laughs) They are always always going to come. I think one of the ways you start to think about, well, what would I I even offer? How could I even generate passive income? Like I can't even imagine what that would look like would be to start to think about what are you most passionate about? You might have a niche that you're really passionate about, um, a certain population that you're really passionate about, a certain topic in your field that you're just like, This is what I live for. Like, I just love this so much. I've researched it extensively because I just am so interested in it. So it might not even be something specifically lactation field related. It might be that you are also really good at something else and you want to share that passion with other people. Like you might also really be good at QuickBooks. So now you've figured out how to do QuickBooks for a lactation private practice Hey, hint, hint, if anybody out there wants to do this, um, you figured out how to do this and you've set up all the templates and you know how to like make this work. So streamline, man, go out there and make a course. It takes, you know, a little bit of time to get that course out there, but then people can take that course whenever they want. And you just have cash flowing in. I love the idea of finding where maybe not just something like, Oh, I know how to, you know, help people with pumping. That's Awesome area as well you can make a course on that as well but you could also think of things outside of just our lactation field and how you've merged them into your work because we're always needing that kind of help we're always needing ways that um you know i i love finding courses that are lactation field specific on non lactation issues cuz that's something that we don't have you know like you can find a lot of stuff out there about like a therapy practice like how to run a therapy practice or how to do your whatever with these different private practices, but there's not as much about lactation and we need more of that because I think a lot of people have merged their other fields or passions into their lactation work and that can be a passive income right there.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, that's definitely what has motivated me. And so there are a lot of people who are bringing in these other disciplines and, um, you know, creating, uh, tech solutions or inventing products. And, you know, we, we still don't have the perfect breast pump. So if you are like able to do mechanical stuff, like that, that is a growth, that is a place where we can use you, but also, you know, you're, you're doing research, um, you know, think of different ways to share it. So, you know, uh, you if you anyone, any of you that are doing research um you know that there are the you know traditional venues where you're going to present at a conference and present a paper and do it in an academic setting but there might be something else you can do with that research that is outside of the traditional box of traditional venues for speaking and that could bring in revenue for you that maybe there is a um, you know there is a an ebook that you can write you know, that's applying what you've studied in your research that other lactation consultants would want to buy. So maybe, you know, um, you know, there's, you know, great, you know, doing some like community-based work, like um uh the perinatal equity foundation that just put out a webinar that a bunch of us watched and I think it's still up is about community-based lactation. So something Mm -hmm. like that where then you can take something you've done and that maybe there's, you know, you've got your the academic way you're going about it, but something like that could also be turned into an ebook model that could be purchased by other community-based organizations that want to implement some of your practices. So, you know, depending on, you know, how that research was funded and and what control you have over that, but just thinking about how you can, um, you know, what you own and your intellectual property being valuable. And then there's nothing wrong with making money off of something like that when it's also, and it's also going to make the world a better place, you know, just cause Absolutely. it's going to make the world a better place. Doesn't mean you need to give it away for free. So just thinking about those things that you know, and that you're doing well and that you love and that that you've been asked to speak about.
3: How... I think all of us are always looking for, for more ways to, you know, s- support in different ways, you know, and like, there's so many, really, really amazing, um, people out there doing great things that, that I think they could definitely share with us. I mean, I'm like an easy mark. I will buy all the
2: things if it has to do I know, I <laughs>
3: So Any course that comes out, I'm like, I need to take that. Especially if it's like, if it's lactation specific, you know, I'm yeah. just like, I, and, and I love anything business related, but like, I'm such a sucker. I'll buy all the things. So you guys, if you want to make some money, you can make it all off of me. Just yep. make a course and I'll come buy it. <laughs> I, I
2: am literally your target audience I
3: know, right here, right now. I will pay all the money, but what are some other ways? So we talked about like eBooks. I think that's a really creative way. Um, course creation is huge, right? Like Wow. Like everybody, like so many people are putting out courses and I'm so excited about so many of them. And I can't wait for more of those to come out. And those could be geared towards other professionals and towards moms as well. I know there's a lot of new ones coming out geared towards moms, you know, it might be breastfeeding classes or, or, um, different kinds of support for different issues. I think that's huge. What else, um, what else have you seen work for I've passive? Seen-
2: I've actually seen some really fun, just little things that I really love. I'm going to give a little like free plug to somebody I really like, which is uh, Rachel O'Brien. She sells t-shirts and I totally wear her. I speak baby t-shirt and I like to wear it when I go to tennis and my kids think it's hilarious. Um, (laughs) And um, there are... um, Uh, other people who are just selling like little like products that just
3: Yeah, or props for like i've seen like the people who make different like props for teaching latching or props for teaching um, you know different different techniques or things i've seen a lot of that come out recently and if that's your passion like Knitting something or crafting something is your passion. It's so amazing to then turn that around and get to share it with us who are like no crafting here mm-hmm. <laughs> parent,
2: parent handouts those are great and yes. they can digital like things that we can share with our clients um I know there are people who are making those and and they will personalize them for you um there's someone who's um does um pediatrician letters that you can, and she'll put your info on them and she writes a brand new one. Like a newsletter. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it like a, yeah. Like the booby buzz. And so she will do where you pay for the subscription and then she puts in your information, but then you, and, but she writes the content and it's really good. And she's also, I think she's pretty smart about like being careful with geography. So if there's somebody, she was not going to sell it to two people in the same geographic area
3: yeah, because it wouldn't. Um, that sense would look weird coming um, from two people. Yeah, but no, there's room smart. for more
2: things like that. Like that. Um, yeah, and you can, or if you love to write, um, you can get. Um, you know, you can get paid to write. You can get paid to blog. You yeah. can. Um, you know, you can. Um,
3: YouTube is a huge one yeah. too. Like yeah, like everybody's looking for good YouTube videos to share and you can mm-hmm. get paid if that's something that you're interested in. I think that's another another avenue that some people have taken on.
2: Yeah, and you know there's some, you know, uh people who are doing, you know, kind of bigger courses putting their putting their videos, instructional videos behind a paywall. And um and that is a great if you've got really good content, you know, think about like if you're really great at making videos, put one video on YouTube and then put the rest behind a paywall and make us pay you for those videos. Yeah. I will pay you for those good videos. I don't mind doing that. In fact, I like doing it. Um, cause I want to support the creation of content that is valuable. And, um, and to keep in mind, like if you're somebody who likes videos and putting them on YouTube, um, YouTube is actually a search engine and it's like the biggest search engine. It might even be like I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to, don't quote me on this, but it's like, it's either like the biggest search engine or the second biggest search engine after Google. After so people Google. are going yeah. to YouTube to search for videos on topics that they're interested in. Yeah. And so don't feed YouTube, feed your business. Use YouTube so people can find you and then put a price tag on the, on, your work.
3: And yeah, because you spent time and energy creating stuff and learning. And, you know, it takes a lot of um, years of experience to be proficient at maybe one specific thing. So it's valuable uh, to us. And like you, I'm like, I'll pay for things. I think there's such a huge... market out there that that is untapped this untapped market um like on etsy you can get like uh pre-made like fillable form stuff and like um i can't remember the exact name that they're called but there's like this whole market for you know creation of forms and maybe different tools and uh, tips and techniques that On paper, you know, like that you could have printables or electronic versions. And I think we could use more of that. Like, you know, I know we have a lot of people using apps, but there's still plenty of people out there that like, like to write stuff down. And so things like having, um, a, you know, cool feeding logs and stuff like that, that you could give to parents like that would be even be something that could be a passive income.
2: Yeah. If you've got those good graphic design skills yes. um, and you know, even um, if you, if you're really creative on graphic design, think about marketing yourself as a logo designer for lactation consultants. Cause we have really specific needs. And um, I know you've been going through a bit of a rebranding looking for a logo, yeah. but you know, Logo designers who are making logos, you tell them what you do and they default to the things, the (laughs) images we have seen a million times. A million times. And it's frustrating. And they pick the same colors and they go for the same little thing. And you're like, I have seen an iteration of that logo a hundred million times. Right. We all have the same logo, which is fine because we're not all reach, you know, we're not all trying to reach the same people. Like if I have an identical logo to somebody like say Leah and I could have the same logo for our private practices and our clients will never know. Yeah. But if you're, if you're a graphic designer, if you're an artist and a lactation consultant, and you might be like, I can come up with 15 logos that have, that are great for lactation consultants that look nothing like what anyone has ever seen before. Like, oh
3: my gosh, I'd pay you a million dollars right now. Yeah.
2: You're hired. If you, <laughs> Please come I'm like, I mean, we've been trying to find, you know, get help with the podcast and trying to find somebody that can help us, you know, with our show notes. And you go to somebody who like, they just, people just don't. You, know, you try don't somebody on fiber, they just don't understand lactation consultants. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's there like, I there is a
3: huge market for that for sure. Like like writing blog posts, like you can't, it's or or like not even blog posts, but because that would be something you would write, but like content for your website, like that's impossible yeah. to hire out, like nearly impossible to but hire. But you
2: I would hire somebody that knew about lactation and had those skills, 100%. so like Virtual being a virtual assistant. To other lactation consultants. So, say you have your private practice in your geographic area, but then you could work virtually for somebody else across the country or in another country. They're not, you know, you're not in the same market at all, um, and that's a way to, you know, your lean cover your lean times. I mean, I, you know, it's a great way to expand what you're able to do and um, and help somebody else without having it in, taking away from your own local business.
3: Right, and I think local locally, you know so we're talking like kind of farther reaching stuff, but like even locally, I know a lot of consultants might do like sell things, you know, or they might have pump rentals as part of their business um as well as a way to like bring in additional income. I think there's just maybe some ethical considerations that you'd want to have there,
2: yeah, and I've been really going pretty deep into those because my, um, new subcontractor, um, wants to research us renting pumps. Cause, um, we're in, uh, Queens, New York and just local, we're having to send people to Manhattan or they're having to drive all the way to Brooklyn and it's really far. And it's, and so we're like, Oh, it would be, um, we're very centrally located and it, it could be a good idea. So we've been thinking, okay, what are the ethical, considerations here and the big one with pump rentals or any retail product that you are selling that your clients might want to buy is that to make sure you're pre, i mean presenting them with alternatives so you could you could rent the pump from me or you could rent it from these two other places and and just to be really careful that there's a creep that can happen where I rent pumps and all of a sudden I've got more clients who need pumps.
1: So, yes, yes. so that's,
2: you know, that's the danger of things like that. Um, and the other, you know, big thing that, um, you know, the, the book I always refer back to and that I've been, you know, pouring over is um, Legal and Ethical Issues for the IBCLC by Elizabeth Brooks. Um, she's an attorney book. and it's, you have to own it. You, it's, yeah, you just, it's kind, just kind of not, need it really optional. And so, you know, she talks also about it, once you start selling things, um, these companies are going to want to give you things for free. So, mm. you know, big one is um, Spectra. They really want you to learn how to use the Spectra and they really want you to, you know, get involved in that and sell their, you know, flanges and which is good. Like my clients have a really hard time getting flanges for the Spectra. Yeah. And yeah. so I would love to make that easier for them. But Spectra wants to give you a free pump. Don't take the free pump. Don't take the free anything. Because when you take something for free, it it engenders like a warm feeling towards that company. And you may feel like you may think that you're impervious to it, but you're not. Like this is like science shows that like you can't really fight against that. And so you have to be really careful with, with ethics when it comes to anything where you're selling something to your clients as part of that as part of your clinical care of them yeah if you stand a think profit there is,
3: yeah. yeah i think there definitely is a fine line and i know some people like they have a whole you know business storefront where they have you know all the things bras and nursing wear and all the gear um but then they also run their lactation business out of that storefront, um, you know, and they've, you know, tried to be as ethical about it as possible, but there are definitely considerations and just making sure that you, I, I, I love your point about making sure everybody has options when you're, Like, okay, I carry this, but you can also get it in these places as well. I think it's a great way to manage some of that, but definitely read the book so that in, in offering any of these things, you know, I think it's always smart to just disclose and be open about, yeah, I'm doing this, but I also have this side gig that I do this. I just want you to be aware of it. There's never anything wrong with just being open and letting people make an informed choice about any of the things that they might be pr- exchanging money with yes. you for. <laughs> and and some of that is going to involve um,
2: pushing back against what is the, you know, a lot of the resources and training out there about marketing and sales are really about creating this kind of, um, they they call it a funnel. So your goal is like, you want to, you want to get your your people, in your customers, potential customers, into the funnel, and convert them into customers and make them buy. And you want to upsell them, and you're always trying to make more profit off of them, which is um, like gross. Um, yeah,
3: it doesn't sound good. It does not
2: sound good. But like, you can really like, you know, that's that's where that's where people are. If you look online, and you're like, okay, I want to learn how to do marketing. I want to learn how to do sales. Right. That's what you're going to apply
3: to what we do. Does
2: does not apply to what we do at all. And it doesn't really apply when you're to, you know, any kind of like helping work that you're doing, or what, if you're like, if you're trying to make the world a better place, that kind of stuff doesn't really apply. And, and so what you want to do is you want to do like the total opposite, which is to be transparent with people and say, um, like you were, you know, with the pumps, um, and not say, oh yeah, you need a pump and here you go. And you want to you you also probably want
3: an extra set of flanges. Uh, And that's important as well. You know, like I have this pack right here that you can buy. And look, it's if
2: you buy three, you get one free. Like you're not doing any of that to your clients. In fact, you want to stop them. them. You want to stop them at any purchase decision point and make sure they are making an informed decision and that and make sure that you are. Checking your any potential conflict of interest. And if you're even hesitating, is this a conflict of interest? Just assume that it is. Yeah. And don't do it. That's probably a good assumption. Yeah. You're never yeah. going to, you're never going to do the wrong thing by not doing something just in case it was a conflict of interest. Like you're never going to be like, man, that really wasn't a conflict of interest after all. I really should have gone for yeah. it. But what you are going to regret is doing something and then later that Being having like, a guilty uh, feeling of like, I really didn't do the right thing. I was yeah. wrong. Yeah,
3: um, I a hundred percent agree with that.
2: You're also going to want to make sure that you're up to date on any kind of, um, applicable laws or, or regulations around your business. So, um, if you are selling products, do you need to pay sales tax in your yes, state? That's so important. Um, if you are, if you're offering, um, you know, classes, um do you have all of the right kind of insurance in place for that and liability and um if can, if you if you're thinking oh i want to have classes out of my home does your um you know are you allowed to do that like yeah. are there any zoning laws
3: that apply yeah there's a lot of things to think about when it comes to this diversification you always just want to check yourself because different regions and different states have so many different laws that revolve around some of these different aspects of adding on additional work yeah for and
2: and there that you know can apply to online offerings and how there are mar- there are laws about how you're allowed to market things um online and what disclosures you need to make. And if you have people from other countries who are um, potential customers of yours, you may need to know about things like the GDPR and what disclosures you need to have on your website and, and how you're protecting the privacy of your customers. And these are not not your client customers, but like say I sell something to Leah, I need to make sure I'm protecting her privacy as my customer. Even outside of her being my client, like that client privacy is one thing, but there's also just, there's, there are laws around online privacy that just have to do with online marketing and online sales that you need to know about. Um, And then also just being smart about your time management, like we talked about a couple episodes ago is that you might be an idea person and you've got an idea for every second of the day. And like, I mean, can't get, like this is my problem. Like I, I get out of the shower this. and I'm like, I just came up with eight things I wanna do. And- I've heard a few Marco Polos from you on that one. <laughs> yes, I know. I get out of the shower and I'm like, don't even brush my hair. And I'm
3: like, Leah-
2: I, I know what idea. we're going to do.
3: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm the same. I'm always like generating these ideas, these big ideas, but it, you have to be so smart about it. Cause you can't, you can't take on the world because you'll one burn out and two, you might not be able to follow through with what you've started. And they're not all good
2: ideas. Yeah. Like they're good <laughs> ideas. Right. When I got out of the shower <laughs> and, and then like three days later, I was like, I don't, actually want to do that like that that was dumb
3: (laughs) (laughs) but you know what sometimes those ideas are great ones I wish there was like this um okay Annie new business idea (laughs) this idea funnel generation tool that like we come up with all these great ideas and we start to package them into these little I don't know funnels that then people could like oh I'm interested in having more diversification in this area and I'm good at that and then Annie and I will have like 10 ideas for you of things that you can do <laughs> Annie this is our new business model and then like if you're like oh I'm good at my, like bookkeeping Annie and I are going to have like here are 10 ideas of things that you could diversify your income with um like in field it's totally there we're doing it's,
2: it. I'm going to go you one better it's an it's an <laughs> idea aftermarket and we're totally going to create a platform where we can all sell our are bad ideas to other yes. people who want them, it's gonna be like it's awesome.
3: This is so good. Done. But I'm just gonna I'm gonna I have to go because I need to like do this. Like create the new thing. Good. I w- but I helped you. So I need to have a cut on that one. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs>
2: totally. I will uh get you a contract. Um I'm yeah. This is what happens, and so yes. you have to be smart because I, I I literally was like that's why it's important to all those ideas to write them down. Yes. So then you stop thinking about them, and then you can come back to them at a more sane moment and decide. Is like yeah, yeah. So that actually, I really want to do that. And right, other ones, I look at them idea. and I was like, do not do that. That yeah. is, that is going to make things worse for you. Right, right. And, and then there's um a book that I really, it's, I don't know, it's a little cheesy, but I like it. And maybe you've read it called uh, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Yay! It's her book about writing. And she has this idea that I like, it's like, it is totally like woo and magical. And I completely agree with it is that you might have a really good idea and then you don't act on it or you try it and it fizzles out for you. And then she's like, that's okay. Cause it's just going to go back out there and it's going to float around until it picks somebody else. And then they're gonna do it and they're and they're the right person to do it. So don't you don't have to feel like I'm the right person for every idea that I have, because if it's a good idea, it's going to happen. Right. It doesn't have to happen through you.
3: Yeah. I think that's perfect. And and you know, don't be afraid to try some of these things out. And if they don't work or they fizzle out, or you know, you just realize, gosh, I thought I had a passion for this and I really, really don't. Like sometimes our Steps to success are up and down, you know. Or to, mm-hmm. to, to creating things, it takes some failures before you get some successes. And I think sometimes we get so h- hooked in, like, well, "I don't want to try that because I might like totally bomb that." And then, and then you know, what does that mean? I I can't even do extra passive income, so we just limit ourselves. But it's like, you know, if you have a good idea and you feel passionate about it. Like throw it out there, try it, and it may or may not work for you. And that's okay, because that's how you're going to hone in on what is going to work for you in the long run. And it takes those failures to figure that out. I know that from experience.
2: (laughs) Me too. And I I think there are a lot of people out there who are listening who know that as well. But I I do like, I want to live in this world where we're all having great ideas and making them happen because our ideas really make the world a better place. And like, yeah, we joke about how like I'll buy anything, but the reality is, is that I will, because, and the reason I will buy things that other lactation consultants make is because I want to support them. And the only way to support them is really like the best way is to pay them for the things that they're making, pay them for their videos, pay them for their photos, pay them for their products, but also it's going to make me a better lactation consultant. And then I'm going to have more space to create things that I want to create. And then it really does become, I mean, I think there is like a way where we can by making things and buying them from each other. We're going to raise the level of our profession and make us all better lactation consultants. Like I just, I really, when we're better at what we do, families are better served. So don't sit on that good idea you have because it really might just change my life.
3: Yes. Get it out there. We want to hear it. We're definitely your first customers. So send us an email as soon as you have it created. (laughs) And as we wrap up today on, on this wonderful topic, um, tell us about your tech tip, Annie.
2: Yeah. So my tech tip today um, is about diversification and just recommending that when you are choosing a business name or your domain name, URL, think about using something that's going to allow you to diversify. So, um, I, I ran into this problem a couple of years ago. I had picked the, the URL Queens lactation com, And then what it, what happened like shortly after was I started going to Brooklyn and I was like, yeah. I'm the Queens lactation <laughs> consultant.com goes to Brooklyn. Um, and so that got strange and, and just, and it was also like really long. And I was like, and I'm not the Queens lactation consultant. So I recently switched to citylactation.com, um, which allowed me then to hire someone else because yeah. it's not just me. And then we can go to different places and we can go in the city. Um, so that was, that's my tip is to just kind of think about like who you are and where you want to go. And it, to be careful of anything, like, and I do, because I do also conversely recommend uh, location specific domain names and business names. Cause I think yeah. they are really helpful for marketing, but you want to be just really kind of balanced about, um, is this, is this going to hold me back? Is it too narrow? Is it too narrow? And that's what happened with me is that mine was too narrow. And so when you have your business name or your domain name, you can use that in acuity to create custom URLs. So instead of like acuity scheduling.com slash. HJ 78 star, whatever it is that they put the gibberish, it'll be like, um, CityLactation.as.me is the URL that you get, so that's really helpful in acuity for that customization to know what your custom domain name is going to be. So that's um, so that's my tech tip, and Very don't be afraid one. to change your domain name or your business name. Seriously, it's going to be fine you're not you know, you I've, i I'm a great
3: example of that
2: <laughs> and every
3: everything is fine everything is just fine Annie has survived the changing of the names that's yep. awesome well Annie it's been great talking to you today I, I can't wait to see what all you amazing lactation consultants out there start putting out into the world to diversify your incomes I'm super excited about that Annie, I can't wait till the next time we talk again. For sure, Leah. Take care. Thanks. You too. All right. bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend and leave us a review. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.